Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, a music podcast birthed from your friends saying you should listen to this and you saying, <laughs> sure, I'll get to that. And then never doing it. Never do it. This is above everything an accountability podcast at this point for you should listen to that. No, you need to listen to that for the show. Yeah. Man, I haven't introduced an episode in so long. I've been holding that in the chamber for so long. (laughs) It came to me one day and I was like, man, we I I, got to work that in. But I haven't had an episode to give you a record basically forever. I think I introduced the Chumbawamba episode or something. I think you introed that one because then I introed the pink one. Yeah, or vice versa. I don't know. Yeah. Because you knows? gave me one because you were like, this guy hasn't introduced anything in a while. I better throw him on the phone. <laughs> I am Brand. I'm here with my co-host, Scott. Scott, what's up? Hey, what's going on, buddy? Going on. Cannibal Corpse Week. With we've we've long talked about it. Yeah. It's been it's been uh teased quite a bit, not just to you, but to anybody listening also that Cannibal Corpse was coming your way. Yes. We made it happen this week. We and... sure did. We're going to talk a little bit about the band first, a little bit about the music scene at the time, and then we'll dive into your thoughts on this. Scott, jump in on these notes anywhere you feel fit. Let's do it. Cannibal Corpse are an American death metal band formed in Buffalo, New York in 1988. In 88. 88. Upstate New York. A huge death metal scene, by the way. Doing some fucked up shit. Like, like that's that. where a lot of the the crazy death metal scene was, is in Buffalo. There's There was a, there was a death metal band from my hometown small town that is a big part of the buffalo scene because they would drive up there oh wow okay Uh, incantation is that band oh gotcha death metal and griselda (laughs) yes yep i guess so (laughs) that's it but cannibal corpse is now based out of tampa florida and to date the band has released 15 studio albums two box sets four video albums and two live albums that's a lot of shit as of 2015, so that's 10 years ago at this wow, point. Wow, yeah. They achieved worldwide sales of 2 million units for combined sales of all their albums. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's 2 a lot. million is a big number. But when you have... But when you have 15 studio albums, two box sets, four whatever... At that time, know. it would have probably been 12 albums. Yeah, but, but still. But yeah, I mean... There's there's acts that do that in a week now. Yeah, okay, right. a week's a little reaching. Singles maybe, but I don't for, know, man. Taylor record. Swift. 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. In April 2021, Cannibal Corpse received their best first week sales of all time and their first top 10 on the Billboard top album sales charts as wow. Violence Unimagined hit number six with 14,000 copies sold first week. Wow. Now, this is where I learned that they have a Billboard top album sales chart because the Billboard 200 apparently accounts for the streams and everything. For all of everything. So album sales doesn't include all that stuff. Right. It's just physical copies. Yes. It's just units sold. Gotcha. That's where they hit their big number was people actually purchasing the physical copy. Yes. I think it also ties into the Heat Seekers chart somehow. I don't know oh, how okay. that works either. Because I, I think thought were Heat numbers... Seekers was like new stuff coming out. Like like new bands or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I, oh. Every time I try to dive farther into the Billboard chart situation, <laughs> just it get gets more confused. more confusing. <laughs> yeah. Bassist Alex Webster came up with the name Cannibal Corpse, and he and drummer Paul, and here we go again, there's always a name. Always. I can't figure out. It's M-A-Z-U-R-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z. Mazurkowitz, Paul Mazurkowitz. I'm going to call him Paul M. if he comes up from here on out. Like it. So Alex Wesper and Paul M. are the only two constant members through multiple lineup changes. Okay, I know I know very little about Cannibal Course, but I know the vocalist changed at one point. In 95. Okay. 95, Chris Barnes was dismissed from the band. Yeah. And George Corpse Grinder Fisher took over and has been the vocalist since then. The big necked dude yes giant neck <laughs> yeah. giant neck respect to the neck kill is the 10th studio album by by cannibal corpse okay they're 10th it marks the return of rob barrett who previously played guitar on bleeding and vile okay and then it was produced at mana recording studios by Hayden eternal and future cannibal corpse guitarist eric rutan oh wow so he did the recording for this record and then was like i really want to join this band yeah yeah, but Sweet. I mean, he, I think Eric Rutan is a—he's a legend. I think he played with Morbid Angel a bit too. Oh, okay. So like, he's a big name in the name. death metal scene. Gotcha. It's also the first album which the band tuned down to G sharp standard. My God. Now, that's how you read that, right? If it's G with like a hashtag, is that sharp? I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Don't but I'm know. not 100 sure. We're I don't. I could have looked. I don't up. tune down to anything when I play guitar. Okay. Uh, just standard tuning does it just fine for me. Well, not for Cannibal Corpse and not, not for, for this record. Yeah. Lowest tuning they've had on a record of their career for their tenth. Uh, you know what? I think I've tuned down to like half a step before. <laughs> okay. And I think that's it. Took care of it. You didn't need anything else. <laughs> yeah. This is also the first record that didn't have violent, bloody imagery on the album art. Yeah, that's uh, when you gave me this record, that's like the first thing I noticed because yeah. it's just big, bold print that says kill on it. Yes. Uh, but I'm used to seeing some pretty fucking disgusting imagery on the front covers of Cannibal Corpse Records. Yes, and they did have a cover like that for this, but they decided to use it for the interior cover. The band oh, okay. the band could not agree on what they wanted the cover to look like, and then the art they got, they really couldn't agree on it. So they just used it on the inside, and they did a couple interviews where somebody said, we want this album, to, we're not just a violent album art. Like, we want this album to stand on its own. We want you okay. to look at the music, too. So... Gotcha. Even if that was them just being like, okay, we don't know what to do. Make something up. <laughs> right. Whatever. But the art, the interior art, which is there's like a man covered in a bunch of sores and he has a knife made out of a jawbone. 
It's actually really, Whoa. really incredible. I have a shirt of it still to this day. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's been a cutoff, though, because I've had it since, well, this album came out in 06, so I've had it since 06. Wow. I'm, I've been looking for another one, but there's a bunch of boots out there, but it doesn't have Kill on the back really big, and I kind of want oh, the, yeah. the original that I had. Right, like the actual licensed? Yes, yes. Yeah. The personnel for this record are George Corpagander Fisher on vocals, Pat O'Brien lead guitar, Rob Barrett rhythm guitar, Alex Webster bass, and Paul M on drums. Gotcha. This record was released March 21st, 2006. Oh man, you know I have a lot of people in my life that has that that have that as their birthday. That's why March March 21st is a big day for birthdays for my family. It's crazy. It was also a big day for album releases. Oh yeah. But I have a Scott type story for this. You normally oh, love it. Normally, I don't have Scott type stories for albums because I was stealing everything and downloading everything <laughs> illegally. Right. But I actually remember when this record came out, I went to Hot Topics specifically to buy this Just record. for this one. Yeah. And I, I bought the CD and I bought the shirt the same day. Nice. I probably still stole some stuff, but I well, paid for the record and the shirt. There you go. <laughs> love it. Wait, stole from Hot Topic? Oh, all the time. Love it all the time. The biggest and I, I, I never once was I fearful of getting caught. Like when I was at the register, I would put my hand in the buttons and yeah. pretend like I was looking at them and I would just be palming them and then putting them in my pocket. <laughs> like just right there. Didn't give a shit. Right. In front Did of the not give a there. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You got to be confident. Yeah. Yeah. If, you have if, to show confidence. If you look like you're scared. Yeah. If you on. look Should nervous. Should we be giving advice on how to steal? I mean, are we do? Yeah, we are. Shit. Nah, well, when other happen. albums released <laughs> March 2006, March 1st, After the Burials, Forging a Future Self. Okay. Yes, no. Nope. Yet. Don't know. March 6th, Van Morrison, but I'll pay the devil. There you go. Well, we previously talked about him. See, every uh, time I see Van Morrison, I, I'm like, I think Scott and I have talked about this before, but we, well, only kind of because uh, you said you haven't listened to him. And nah. I said he's put out like a million records because yeah. here's one. He's incredibly prolific. Yeah. Another thing we've spoken of popped up here. March 7th, 2006. Streetlight Manifesto, Keysby Nights. Yes. God, I love that record. So we it's we so got we, we already we already got what you're listening to at this point. Yeah. 06, Keysby Nights. Uh, you're in. I might have listened to the Catch 22 Keysby Nights at that time. Okay. I don't think I knew Streetlight Manifesto was a thing okay. until their second record. All right. Yeah. March 7th, Public Enemy, Rebirth of a Nation. Nice. 2006 Public Enemy record. I don't know Rebirth, but I isn't birth of a nation one of their first records the only one i'm super familiar with is fear of a black takes... planet that's oh. the only one i'm really familiar with either way public enemy doing it yes yes <laughs> moving on to march still march 7th under a billion suns by mud honey mud honey is one of those grunge bands i never got into it feels weird it feels I weird that you never did it really feels weird to say that and to have never experienced it um but yeah i never did it feels... I, I've always like I see their name pop up and I'm like, I really need to give them a shot. Mm -hmm. I should have done it back in like 94. Is it because they feel more, at least to me, they feel mm -hmm. like they are a grunge band, but they feel more of like the festival grunge band, like a jam band. grunge. I was going to say more like Grateful Dead mixed with grunge. Yeah. Or like yeah. fish, like fish. Grunge. Maybe. 
that might be it but okay. i don't know enough about him that i would can even make that judgment can even yeah say that same i've never heard a track I yeah don't think. i don't think i have either honestly moving on to march 20th from first to last put out heroin i know that one that's the one after that was the after the Your diary one. yeah yeah i was yeah. still into them at that point i think i was too i think i picked that up that day probably a band we've had an episode on already not this album Ooh. though march 21st everything all the time by band of horses oh yeah the one well, i not the one, the one I, you gave me but nope. uh, i ended up loving that record the one i famously me. came pre-installed on my zoom and That's i complained right. <laughs> to get rid of it i don't That's want right. this on my on my zoom yeah <laughs> and now here we get into the march 21st records i we honestly probably could have done this section as just march 21st oh wow but i don't know what you have to say about this record so i'm gonna okay i'm gonna put as much meat into the beginning so gotcha. that i can cut out all the shit you say if i need to for sure <laughs> march 21st first one we have is prince 3121 i don't know 3121 no me neither an 06 record by prince but not i'm Why? not familiar at all also march 21st talked about him before draft somebody drafted this record don't remember oh. who got it anti-flag for blood and empire i think you got for blood and empire which is wild because remember I had a turnaround on that record because that's yeah, what you did. threw me away from that. Yeah, you didn't like it at first. So let's walk through that then real quick. I sure. went to Hot Topic to get Cannibal Corpse's Kill. Yeah. It would have been right beside the anti-flag record. On the new release shelf. And I poo-pooed it and was like, hey, fuck those no. bullshitters. I don't wow. need that hot bullshit. I need Cannibal Corpse in my life today. And then 15 years later. <laughs> I'll draft it draft it was and like it, your yeah. second or third pick it's much better than it yeah no it's a, it's, a, it's a really good record i can't, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't stand on whatever i was standing on before it's a good record that's awesome also march 21st boy sets fire the misery index notes from the plague years oh yeah <laughs> oh no it just like i was so stoked because i i've i loved that band since their first not their first full length it depends on what you consider their full length uh, but since after the eulogy and then tomorrow come today was their next one. And I was super stoked for the misery index one to come out and it just didn't do it for me. I think, I think they got even more poppy sounding. I think he did more clean vocals on that third record. Okay. So I probably really wouldn't like that record. You know what? I haven't revisited it in a long time. Okay. So I can't say. Okay. That's fair. But I love that band still. They're phenomenal. March 21st. This one doesn't really fit the like reason that the rest of these are in here. But <laughs> I just put them in here because I have you listened to Cutlass? No. Like the Christian band? No. That's the only reason. That's the only reason even I know them is because I know they're a Christian band. It's K-U-T-L-E-S-S. And their, oh, wow. their record Hearts of the Innocent came out. And I just I always thought it was like such a cool name for a band. And then every time I went to like venture into trying them, I would be stopped by a door of God and just be like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna go listen right. to Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. I don't need yeah. to listen to Cutlass today. Yeah. Also, March 21st, Chicago put out 30. Wow. Their 30th record. Dude. Came out. Crazy. That's so talk much about, music. Talk about prolific. Wow. You want to draft Chicago? It'd have to be like four parts. No, we don't. No, we just take top top ten. They've done more since then, though. No, I know. We, no, I'm not saying. No, I'm oh, saying we you, just, like you oh, take five, man. I take five. We only take the five that we want. That's a lot of listening. I think though. they have thirty 
34 records now 35 records that's a lot a lot of listening (laughs) that's a lot of trombone (laughs) and then the final one i have here for march 21st didn't even know this was a thing may i'm sure you know what this is taylor hawkins and the coattail riders put out their self-titled record yeah buddy yeah it's it's taylor hawkins drummer from uh from foo fighters and Alanis Morissette's drummer. He did a couple, I don't want to say solo projects, but like offshoots of Foo Fighters. Yeah. And yeah, that I I think he's phenomenal. I well, rest in peace. Uh he he was an amazing musician. I figured he's you know great. who that was. I recognize the name at least, which I would not have probably if it wasn't for before this show. Our Foo Fighters episodes. Yes. yes. Yeah. Moving on to March 28th, we have Ghostface Killer with Fish Scale. There you go. It's a good one. Yeah. That's one of the big ones. That's one of it. It's one, I mean, that, that that was like his return to I'm good at rapping again. Right. Oh, did you did you forget about me? That, that's kind no, of I'm, what it was, too. I'm yeah. still good at this game. Yeah. Yeah. Also, March 28th, T.I. put out King. King. I know King. I listened to it. I don't uh, think I was I don't think I was ever super into King. I, I was going to say, I don't know that I got big into it, but I remember I remember buying it. Uh, March 28th, one of your favorite artists. Rob Zombie put out mm. Educated Horses. Nah. Which is I, I listened to that record when it came out because I was like, oh Rob Zombie. I haven't listened to Rob Zombie since I don't know that Dragula. remix. Not even even after that. They did he did a remix record about his music, I think, called American Made Music to Strip By. And it was like it was like electronic remixes of his records, which oh, I wow. dug pretty hard. It was it's your kryptonite. You would I was crumble. gonna say that that is everything I would hate. You would crumble. Yeah. March twenty eighth, Atreyu, a death grip on yesterday. I loved that one. What a great record. That was a great record. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that one. It was kind of a return because they did lead sales in a paper anchor. No, that was after this. Lead sales is it after, after this? this. Yeah. This is the follow-up to the curse. That's right. My bad. It was there because Lead Sales Paper Anchor, they got a little poppier. Yes. But then they came back with another one after that that got a little bit heavier. And I like that one. But uh yeah, Death Grip. That is that the one with the guy standing like on the beach on fire? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. I loved that one. That yeah, one was great. super good. It's a great, it's a great record. Really good record. And then final one I have here. We talked about jam bands. I didn't even I didn't know I was gonna bring this up, but because oh, no. we already touched on jam bands, I have to ask if you know who this is. Okay. March 31st, Umphreys McGee put out Safety in Numbers. I think you've mentioned them in a previous episode. Who got the umph? Got the umph. Nope. Awful. No idea. Awful jam band. Fantastic. If you're into like festival jam bands, Umphreys <laughs> is up there with Fish, I guess. I'm I'm good, though. I've never been, like, I've listened to Grateful Dead. Yeah. That's as far as I go. I listened to, like, that. Casey Jones, and then I, I'm good. I, that's a great song. That's, that's, that's about, a that's great, about it. great track. <laughs> that's about the only track I'm getting into, and then I'm out. Trucking. I love trucking. But I mean, if you want to go see Umph at Red Rocks, you know. No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't have a week to spend in a tent shitting in a field. Moving on to the Billboard charts. <laughs> we have the Billboard 200 week of March 25th, 06. At number five, in my own words, by Neo. Dope. Nope. You, I, I, like I know Neo, but I don't know that song. Yeah, you would know the hit. No, this is the album. This is the Billboard. Oh, that's 200. the album. My bad. Yeah. Okay, you would uh, know the hit from the album, though. Okay, possibly. At number four, we have the album "Youth" by I. I didn't look this up. Okay, I, I'm astonished that I don't know what this is or anything. Oh. It is M A T I S Y A. Yahoo. Yeah, who's that? 
I, we've we've discussed it a little bit <laughs> have we yes because i have a record i want to give to you from him so what i'm understanding though is we discussed it but i never saw it written down because right you, no you i i it was on a it, it was on a release list that i okay. had uh an episode for you um he is on the list to give you i'm gonna which be on record was that to the light this is youth youth uh I don't think it's that one that I'd give you. I'm going to bet you that I thought you were saying modest Yahoo. Oh, <laughs> no, modest Yahoo. Yeah. Still sounds like modest I Yahoo know. to me. Yeah. But <laughs> that's uh, on me. That's on my ears. No, he's uh came out as like a, a kind of like a Jewish rapper. Okay. Uh, and he's on the charts, though. So it yeah. worked. He kind of went past that, like kind of had a reggae kind of feel. Okay. Uh, in some of his music. And then like he's grown grown a lot musically he's i don't know he's he's great he's got a record that i plan on giving you eventually all right uh, another record we may do on here at number three the high school musical soundtrack oh god That's a no joke. We're not thank god i'm not gonna lie it's not bad it's oh. it, it, the, the music is actually pretty good isn't that zach zach efron yes wasn't he yeah. part of that yeah, yeah. The, the i'm not saying the acting in the in the, the show right. is good <laughs> right but the music the, the music's there it's it's got what it needs gotcha the dude that wrote the music for high school musical yeah has did the score for the american pie films oh wow what a combo okay what high school musical a... and american pie what a combo actually they're not far off from each other if you think about it uh american pie takes place in high school it's just two ends of the spectrum yeah, it is two ends of the spectrum. <laughs> I'll give you that. At number two, we have Back to Bedlam, James Blunt. I think I know that one. <laughs> That's a wild sentence. That's, uh, you're beautiful. Is it? I think so. Okay. And then the number one record on the Billboard 200 week of March 25th, 2006, Reality Check by Juvenile. Oh, wow. Juvenile, top on the charts. In 2006? Oh, six. That seems weird. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And then a couple of random ones I threw in here. At number 16, If Only You Were Lonely, Hawthorne Heights. There you go. At number 30, Kids Bop 9. <laughs> At number 33, It's Time by Michael Buble. There he is. And then just a fun one I threw in here. At number 69. Wait, Buble at not Christmas time? Yeah, it's a record. What? It's a record. <laughs> it could still be a Christmas record. I don't know. This is, <laughs> this is March. Who knows what's going on? Still in the charts. And then a fun one here at number 69 with 103 weeks on the chart. Whoa. Guns N' Roses greatest hits. What? <laughs> wow. And unless my eyes missed one, that is the longest on this chart at this time. Wow. That's Wild. crazy. Wild. Guns N' Roses greatest hits. So then I got the Hot 100. We got here the we singles. Go. Week of March 25th, 06. At number that five. song. At number five. Bad Day. Scott. Do you remember? Daniel Powder. You got it still. Yeah. Man, this should just be the Daniel Powder cast. That's it. So you had a bad day. At number four, Be Without You, Mary J. Blige. Oh, Mary J. At number three, here it is, the aforementioned, you brought it up, You're Beautiful, James Blunt. Yeah, there it is. I I guess I didn't put together that that was that song. Yeah. At number two, and I will once again be withholding my impression, Temperature by Sean Paul. (laughs) And at number one, the Neo song. Ah. So sick. You remember that song? Because I'm so sick of love songs. So tired of. I'm not Neo. I don't. Yeah, I don't. You probably heard it. I, I might have. I don't recall it, though. 
And then this track just has to be brought up anytime oh. that it's possible. At number 11, Grills, Nelly, Nelly. featuring Paul Wall, Allie, and Gip. I there couldn't you tell go. you who Allie and Gip are. Me neither. I, I thought Paul that Wall, was though. a I thought it was a Nelly and Paul Wall song my entire life. <laughs> Still seeing it on the charts. Sorry for not giving you your credit, Allie and Gip. Yep. Take your flowers. So Scott. Yeah. We talked about the band. We talked about oh, we, music. we talked about the state and scene of music at the time. Yep. Cannibal Corpse's kill was 13 tracks, 42 minutes, 10 seconds. Yeah. Not overly long. No. So why don't you break me off, Scott? <laughs> if you if you want to dive into your first impression, if you want to dive into the first track, you do whatever you need to do. Sure. Previously, the only thing I knew about Cannibal Corpse was uh, disgusting artwork mm-hmm. for the covers and their appearance on Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was <laughs> yeah. going to bring that up. Uh, that's all I knew about them. And the, and the, the, uh, vocalist change and never listened to a track aside from the 15 seconds that Jim Carrey was bopping around. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> but, when did, when did Ace Venture came out? That's still, I think that's still Chris Barnes. I don't think that's even George yet. That had to be early nineties, right? Ace Ventura 93. Ace Ventura 94. 94. Oh, I was close. So it was still Chris Barnes. Okay. Which, by the way, some of there is obviously disagreements with mm-hmm. why Chris Barnes left the band. Like that, he, that's what I was going to ask. Like, what what happened? He still he, he's back around. He goes through these phases where he'll talk shit on them and then he'll say that they're great and things like that. I mean, he helped create them, but basically, he was already working on his other band, Six Feet Under, from what I understand. Oh, okay. And when he came back to record their next album, I guess there was a consensus that they wanted. This is what he said. This is what mm-hmm. I read in an interview from him that he said they wanted him to do vocals that he's not familiar or doesn't want to do, which is our like a different style. They wanted him to go fast and quick. And oh, okay. Like corpse grinder does on a lot of this record. Oh, that's the notes on the first song. And he will even say that like cannibal corpse is more about technicality and speed and brutality. Whereas his band six feet under is more about the groove and the, the ferocity behind the groove. Oh, okay. And I do like six feet under. I, can't come i can't go to bat for chris barnes's vocals because mm-hmm. he does some interesting things it, <laughs> get there at some point also okay but yeah i was gonna say you were gonna give me one of their records i think right yeah you will get a six feet under record at some point yeah okay B- but course grinder was brought in he worked he had another band at the time and they just kind of brought him in from that band mm. and i guess you know he obviously filled the bill because he's still the vocalist today Right, yeah. Yeah, um, that was still Chris Barnes and Ace Ventura. That's where we went from. Okay. That. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, that's all I knew about them before this week, before listening to their 10th record. So then did you have any trepidation or like what was your thoughts before you even hit play on that first track? Uh, I was thinking, what's this cover art going to look like? Okay. And then was pleasantly surprised that I could show it to my family. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready for some disgusting-ass music. I was thinking Acacia Strain times like 100 is what I pictured. I feel like it might be closer to that Whitechapel record. Yeah. Because the well, Whitechapel record was... I get, No, I guess that's what I was thinking. Like yeah. Whitechapel, Acacia Strain. Yeah. Uh, oh, don't get me wrong. They're, yeah, the Whitechapel magnified. and Acacia Strain were... I mean, two peas in the same pod back then. Yeah, but no, I guess I was thinking more Whitechapel. Okay, I, I was thinking more the brutal, 
kind yeah. of disgusting lyrical content. Yes. But like dialed up to 11. <laughs> okay. And there, there was a time during this week that I wanted to tell you to be like, hey, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe listen to this like you do black metal. Like maybe yeah. don't, don't dive into the lyrics so much. But sure. I, you, I know you have the same problem with albums that we do episodes on yeah. where that you can only do that so long because then you're like, I got to find it. I got to know what it's about. Yeah. yeah. I do yeah. that same shit. Like yeah. I, everything you give me, I could probably enjoy at base level. just yeah just at like background music base level like but when I we have to tune in crunchy and guitars in, yeah it, it gets different when you have to deep dive like you have to fucking get into it yes you can't just i love the guitar tone and that's it <laughs> yes. you know what i mean like, i really like this sound yeah okay that's it we're done hey there's drums on this track <laughs> yes so let's dive into this first track then scott sure the opener which opens, doesn't give you time to sit down. Doesn't give you time no. to get settled in. Dude, time. just straight. The time to kill is now, Scott. First track. Yeah, that, that surprised the hell out of me. That opening. Because there was no intro. No. Just blistering, fast-paced, screaming in my ears. Blast beats and, and fast riffs. Like, that's what's going on. Yeah. I uh, wrote down strong start coming for our throats straight away. Yeah. Uh, the way he's speeding through these lyrics is wild. Oh, which yeah. It's funny because you mentioned it right mm -hmm. before. I always thought the vocals would be slower and more drawn out, but he's racing through these like he's a rapper. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. There was nothing in the lyrical content that really made me uneasy. And that surprised me. Well, a thing that can really be noted, I think, especially on their 10th record is. Yeah. When you write this much of this stuff, <laughs> how many times can you talk about dissecting a person? And you need you <laughs> at this point, you need to develop a vocabulary. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a bit of a vocabulary at play on this whole record. Like there's words that are, are like, oh, OK, I've never yeah. heard that in a death metal record. That's a wild move. But it's because Cannibal Corpse is on their 10th record. Yeah, I guess that has a lot to do with it. But man, it's it definitely surprised me with the lack of, I mean, I'm going to say it right now. The record as a whole surprised me with the lack of gory type lyrics. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's some that are in here, mm -hmm. but I expected like every line of every song to be some kind of blood dripping from the ceiling. <laughs> yes. And they do have some of those tracks. They on, do. On, and they have some of those records that that's what the whole record feels like. Oh, sure. There is a reason. I, I think I said at the end when I gave you this record, mm -hmm. I, this is, I think, universally considered their their most, tame. their most accessible record. Yeah. Tame is hard to put on this record. It's hard to put oh, it's, on this record. It's not. I'm saying their most tame. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the most, it, at the time, it seemed the most mm -hmm. commercial as well, yeah. as well as the most accessible. Sure. And, and I think you even told me that. Mm -hmm. When you gave me the record, I think you just said that. But uh, I didn't expect it to be as, like, Scott-friendly as it is. Yes. Even though <laughs> even though there's moments that may not be Scott-friendly. Sure, there are. But it, they're not overwhelming, like, uh, the Whitechapel record. Yeah. And the longest track on the record is four minutes and one second. Yeah, they're not long. They're, they're right in that three-minute pocket. Yeah. My yeah. pocket. Right in my I pocket. I know. Because our first it. track was two minutes and three seconds. That's perfect. It, it was it was fast. It surprised <laughs> me. A lot of these songs surprised me at how fast they were. Yeah. 
also we'll get into it a little bit but it surprised me how like they run into each other and you lose track of songs too yeah that's 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 very true also yeah moving on to track two make them suffer my first note was please tell me they start every song off with a singular word screamed out (laughs) from the title there is a thing with cannibal corpse that they've gotten more famous for than their actual music at this point i think oh okay and it's live shows because mm. you know how bands will sometimes announce what what song is what coming song up next. they're doing yeah. yeah and george corpse gunter fisher has been known to just, just belt it out blatantly put it out there yeah. uh they have a song Suffer! well they have a song called i come blood oh yep and he is known to say this one's about shooting blood out of your cock <laughs> okay <laughs> all right Thanks, George. He is known to... They have a track called Fucked with a Knife. No. And George is known See, to say, this one goes out to all the ladies in the crowd. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, you know, it, he's, he's doing it. But... <laughs> the ladies in the crowd... Are there to see Know it. what they're getting. Yeah, they're there to see it. Right. So right. make them suffer. This track is more in line with what I expected. Still mm. not the gory, disgusting lyrical content... But the um the slowed down drawn out mm-hmm. vocals musically, I mean it's it's chugging guitars. But it's very technical also. That's my thing. The guitar parts in every single one of these songs, the guitar solos completely surprised me. Okay. I did not expect I like we don't get that from death metal guys all the time. Mm-mm. Right. At least not the death metal that we listen to a lot of. That, right. That that we've we've listened to previously, that we've enjoyed uh in our personal time too. Um, we don't get a whole hell of a lot of ripping guitar stuff. Yeah. But I mean, we they're few and far between as far as technically proficient mm-hmm. guitar work on death metal records. Yeah. The guitarist, I forget who it was that you said the- his name was. Yeah, Pat O'Brien. Yeah, he is a monster. Yeah. Uh, he is wildly masterful. And I think that is to the detriment of some of these guys, though. Like, a lot of these bands, and I'm the same way. I, I wasn't super into the... I never got into the shredding, but I also... Right. You, then you just stop hearing it because you're kind of listening to other things. When I got into, like, Morbid Angel and, like, Suffocation, I, I, that that's where these guys live. Like, they yeah. live in these almost legacy bands at, at this point where they are doing unreal. They're, they're so talented. It's crazy, but they don't get that recognition because they're in that metal band. Cause they're, yeah. Cause they're that in that genre with that band. Yeah. But man, he, he is a monster. He wrote the, he wrote the music to this one, by the way, O'Brien wrote the music to make them suffer. Okay. The musicality of this record is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping I'd get something at least like that out of you. I I was hoping we weren't going to have a complete shutdown. I was ready for it. I was ready for it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I, it starts to, to wear me thin a little bit towards the end of the record. That's fair. I I will, I will die on the hill saying that this is a, this is a side a record to the side A is fucking amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's like, there's like a couple you could take. There's a couple on side B, but towards the end, like it gets, musically kind of repetitive except for those guitar solos which i mean you get at least one every song and 42 minutes isn't that long but when you're going at the speed and And velocity of this it is we'll get there too on some of these songs but yeah i was kind of hoping for the lyrics to continue to rhyme because (laughs) that first one did and he was just breakneck speed uh doing those lyrics but this is more of that 
kind of like hardcore mentality for lyrics where it's yeah. just get them put out. it out there yeah <laughs> yep musically this is what i expected just super fast paced yeah. and aggressive yeah good shit moving yep. on to track three murder worship no singular words scream out at the beginning of this one you were bummed kind of bummed <laughs> i was hoping for it the bass on this track though has an amazing groove yeah it is killer on this track when they do hit a groove they hit a groove yeah and, and then... i and it feels like it's more if it might even feel like it's a deeper groove because of how fast everything else is going. I yeah, and the that's the thing. Like I, I mentioned in my notes here, uh, it's kind of tucked away in the background. Mm. But if you're listen, like if you catch it and you're listening for man, he the bassist is another great musician on his instrument. This song I could see riding side by side with Behemoth. I see a formula beginning to emerge with the songwriting. Uh, they use the repeating title lyrics kind of the same way as a pop rock band uses a bridge. Yeah, I can, I can, uh, I'll give you that. Cannibal Corpse is definitely in their lane, but they use kind of a pop rock formula sensibility with putting that aspect in there. Breaking up the, the chorus, verse, chorus, verse, and then throwing that murder, worship, murder, worship, murder, worship. <laughs> yes in the in between there gives that break musically that can keep you engaged mm -hmm. without killing the vibe i thought that was great um i like the headphone games on this one uh the one guitar riff in the right ear and then the other one coming in on the left a little bit i liked it lyrics are a little bit more gory a little on the side of where i was thinking we were gonna be yeah uh but still not overly Whitechapel. Yes, <laughs> which is wild. It's like, yeah, you know, this Cannibal Corpse record, not as, not as bad <laughs> not as, as that. bad as Whitechapel. <laughs> so moving on to track four, Necrosadistic Warning. Uh, this song is almost kind of theatric. I could see it describing scenes of a movie. When you look up, like, the history of death metal, mm -hmm. like, there was, yes, those people that used the gore and all that, but I think at the heart of death metal, it was supposed to be just horror based, not yeah. technically gore based. So, right. and I think because Cannibal Corpse, 1988, like they have still some of that in them. Right. So yes, they noticed that that gore gets you noticed that gore gets you like plays. Right. Yeah. But I think there's still a death metal band at heart and yeah. it's still horror based and we get a horror thematic on this one. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be super I don't want to say descriptive because they're very descriptive. Yes. But it doesn't have to be all about the gore. It doesn't have to be as disgusting as possible. You don't have to be looking at it with a with a magnifying glass. You can just look at the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I like it. I appreciate that. These lyrics were closer to what I was expecting from Cannibal Corpse. Again, definitely not in my top three as far as songs go, mm -hmm. um, but respectable at least. Okay. Moving on to track five appropriately named five <laughs> nails through the neck yeah very specific mm, uh five. with the amount well five dozen later on yes yes uh but another very theatric song lyrically the concept kind of reminds me of the movie law-abiding citizen did you ever see that is that uh jamie fox is in it jamie fox and gerard butler yes i've seen it yeah that part where gerard butler in the beginning of the film where he finds the guy that killed his wife and his daughter and then tucks him away in a storage facility and just yes. yeah takes care of him 
was basically the song. Like that's what I kept picturing. Yeah. So I wasn't completely like disgusted by it because I automatically went with revenge killing, revenge <sighs> torture. Yes. It works for me. Yep. I don't remember any amount of nails being involved in that film. <laughs> yes. But, Did they count them? We don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. I I liked it. But it, this, I don't know why, because it's not over four minutes long, but it seems kind of long to me. It's 3.45. It's 3.45. Right, but still under four minutes. But it feels yeah. like it's longer. I don't know why it is. But the thought of aerating a face <laughs> is is special. You'll get a lot of that. You, you'll get a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of special things from Cannibal Corpse here and there. Yeah. Track six, Purification by Fire. That guitar solo in the beginning is a ripper. Mm-hmm. O'Brien knows what he's doing. He wrote the music on this one as well. Of course he did. It, they actually broke it up. It looks like track one, lyrics and music by Webster. Track two, lyrics by Paul M., music by O'Brien. Three, four, and five, Webster all the way through. Six, lyrics by Paul M., music by O'Brien. Okay. So like they're trying to, you know. Incorporate the whole band in the creative process. But I also think it. Like, if you have all Webster tracks over, 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 like, everything's written by the same person, it's going to really get lost there. So you break that up with somebody else putting the, you know, the music. It's still your sound, but it's somebody else of your band putting it in there. Right. Uh, There's nothing wrong with the song, but I didn't really get much out of it. I mean, the guitar rips and all, but it absolutely has four, six songs straight. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know Uh, what you're getting. Yeah. The lyrics weren't upsetting or anything, but they didn't really do anything special for me. This song was just kind of here for me. Okay. So track seven, Death Walking Terror. Got a little bit of headphone games on this one. I appreciate it. Love it. I like the Death Walking Terror lyric being thrown in at the end of the verses. I thought that was really clever and kind of a breakup as of using it as a bridge. I really liked this track. I mean, it, it seems like I don't have a lot to say about it, but I did like this track. It's, a, it's understandable. It's also a band where if you're not a metal scholar... If you're not a person who has listened to every death metal band that has come out, mm-hmm. because death metal inherently, unless you're that scholar, or you listen all the time. It's at all. It, it does still sound the same a bit like, it, right. Yes. These bands form their own identities within that, but in order to remain that quote unquote death metal, death, you have to have a, a, like a similar sound. There's a paint, but it's kind of like when you said behemoth always goes back to being that black metal band because they yeah. know their base. 10 fucking albums in cannibal corpse knows who they're making records for for sure they're not making records for a new person that's listening they're making records for their fans yeah 10 records in (laughs) 10 records in moving on to track eight barbaric bludgeonings i love the kind of breakdown thing they have that goes on after the first verse Mm -hmm. i thought that was great uh, the music and groove of these songs are kind of beginning to blur for me. They're not bad, but one after another, after another of the after another of the same pace and sound is getting a bit too repetitive. I mean, that's kind of what I expect from a Cannibal Corpse record, I suppose. But I'd love some kind of crazy twist. Yeah. Moving on to track nine, the discipline of revenge. After I said that about the last three songs the intro to this song is exactly what i needed brought you back in 100 percent. it sounded completely different it was a breath of fresh air the bass is super wild and i'm here for it and it's all throughout the track again like kind of in the background 
but once you once you catch the groove you can stay in there in that pocket of the groove and just like i I was loving it contemptible pieces of human trash litter my life is the most amazing line on this record (laughs) you get a tattoo dude i i love it (laughs) i love it they always have some nuggets man there's always some nuggets floating around and then the bass kicks back in again, like to the forefront of the song. Mm-hmm. And the fucking guitar solo is great. It it's amazing. This this song's great. This, this is what I this is what I wanted. This isn't what I expected, mm-hmm. but I knew that there was an angle that I that you could take to get into this. Yeah. But I know because it happens to me all the time, sometimes that angle doesn't work out. Kind of like with I Am the Avalanche. Yeah. I thought I might be able to hook you a couple times there because his voice got really raspy at times. And then they got, they had not necessarily breakdowns, but they got to harder pieces in their music Mm -hmm. a little bit. So I thought I might be able to hook you, but that one, that one wasn't the one. Yeah. That one missed. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work. But sometimes those records that we give each other that we think, oh, this is going to be a fucking hard groan, something in just a few of these tracks like little nuggets pieces you can catch a week where you grab it you and know what i mean i do love the grooves as as minimal as they get sometimes like there's some tracks where the groove is played during a quarter of a verse and that's all you get yeah yeah i if i tell people that some of my favorite parts of cannibal corpse are their grooves i looked like they if they know cannibal they'll look corpse, at you like you're nuts they look at me like i'm an idiot like what are you talking yeah. about there's not even any grooves so I'm glad that you're catching that. I'm glad that you're into that. But I'm also glad I didn't say anything because mm-hmm. I feel like if I would have said, listen for the grooves, you'd yeah, have I been searching and be like, where the fuck are they? Yeah, I wouldn't have <laughs> I wouldn't have found them as, as they, they would have had much impact. Yeah. Moving on to track 10, Brain Removal Device. These lyrics are exactly what I was expecting from a Cannibal Corpse record. Yeah. I could have done without this track. Musically, I feel like we've already done it. And lyrically, it doesn't do anything for me. Like it's the super gory, disgusting me, you and need it's a couple not. Of them. Yeah, I know, and I get it. But it like we've had a few little gory times in here. Yeah, that seemed more clever to me mm-hmm. than what this one was. This one was just blatant. Yes, you know what I mean. Yes, look at the tendrils between my fingers. Yeah. I've... <laughs> Bro, I, I I get it. You can do you can do the gory. We've seen it. I've seen it from you. Yeah. Done more with with more thought put into it. You still you still got to have it though because that there's gonna be that's that, your fan base. There's gonna there's gonna be those people that are buying it, and if they even get that one, they're like, that's no, it. Down. That's yeah. it. This record's great. <laughs> right. Whereas somebody new coming into it who doesn't look for that. Yeah. I fucking latch on to the groove. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So moving on to track 11, Maniacal. Kind of another one that could have been left off for me. Same reasons as the last track. The songs are good as background music to work by, but they're not really grabbing me as much as The Discipline of Revenge did. That's fair. And then uh, track 12, Submerged in Boiling Flesh. I respect the switch in perspective lyrically. This one isn't like you're like the songwriters doing something to someone. Mm-hmm. It's that it's being done to them, uh, which is kind of surprising. Like that, like we don't get that in my experience from death metal so much. Yeah. It's usually more directed towards somebody instead of being directed towards you. Mm-hmm. Like this horrid shit happening to him 
and and not towards somebody else but it's all backed by like the the chugging guitars and the same double kick pedal and blast beats so we're getting kind of the same thing but the the lyrical content to me the switch up was refreshing okay and then the fade out of this song mm-hmm. is an amazing switch up on this record oh yeah Into... because every every song is just ends punch in the face go yeah drop off stop mm-hmm. this one was just like a nice fade out into the infinite misery nope, track closer 13, infinite misery i was not expecting finishing up the record with an instrumental yeah and, and not, a total yeah. musical switch up not just an instrumental a wild groove instrumental for real like we're so double kick drums gone yeah blast beats gone yeah just heavy chugging guitars gone this is just them showing off their musical abilities Mm -hmm. and i am here for it man did they did they show off on this one when you said that you would like a switch up i think it was like the seventh or eighth track i i wouldn't mind i would be very happy you throw a couple more infinite miseries around i don't even care throw a couple lyrics in there or not for real like yeah, like do what Acacia Strain did with fuck. What closer was that? Where they went on for thirteen minutes, but then it was um, peppered in with like uh, quotes and poetry. Uh, Observer was, was like twenty five minutes. Maybe that's what it was. But I think it was Tactical Nuke did that for a bit. That was just drums. Yeah, but man, Cannibal Corpse showed their musical ability on this one, and. It blew me away. Well, they have to, Scott. They're ten. They're ten records in. They have to be like, guys, we can still fucking like, win. yeah, right, <laughs> right. Uh, so, what's your top three, Scott? Top three. My number one probably comes as no surprise. The discipline of revenge. Okay. Yeah. Man, that thing hit me right when it needed to. Mm-hmm. I was getting to the point of being bored, but the switch up just fucking did it for me. Yeah, it was great. Uh, Death walking terror. I really okay. liked uh, the use of the title as the lyrics in the, like at the end of the verses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like that instead of it being used as kind of a, a, a bridge. Yeah. You know, I uh, really like that. And then Infinite Misery is my number three. That thing, they, they did it. They did on that thing. I loved it. I would like to... There, there's a part of me that wants to throw Infinite Misery as my number one. It really does. Uh, yeah. I can't yeah. do it because I feel like Infinite Misery can be done by other bands. Sure. Some of these other tracks can, but a lot of these tracks are inherently Cannibal Corpse style. So I, I have it. to give it to them. So I'm going to say my number one's probably Make Them Suffer. I fucking love okay. that track. It's good. It, it's got that hardcore lyrical. Yes. To me. So it kind of. And then there's a, a toss up. The first, like, five, man. Honestly, first five or six, you could throw any of them up there. Sure. I'm kind of with you. If we remove, if you removed Brain Removal Device, Maniacal, and Submerged in Boiling Flesh, you save yourself eight minutes. So this and really, record, that's that's not that, first of that's not that much time to cut. But if you end a record, if it's only 34 minutes or 36 minutes, where are we at? 42? 42, 44 minutes. 8, 36? 34, yeah. If we're at 34 minutes, this might not feel as long as at points where it got. So this might be a better record. I if we like cut those three. I still like those tracks, but it's an A record for me through and through. Like this is a side A yeah. record. I don't need side B all the time. If I just want to spin this, like I'm like, oh, yeah, go to side A because there's hitter after hitter on side A. 
Yeah. Infinite Misery closing it out, though. I mean, two of my top three are on side B. Yeah. Yeah, we're keeping those ones. <laughs> but yeah, cut those three tracks. Save us eight minutes. Does Infinite Misery not feel as diff? It's not feel as different though. If we're yeah, I was gonna quicker. say that might be the thing. Yeah, I might not have appreciated the the groove switch up in the Discipline of Revenge. I might not have appreciated Infinite Misery as much uh, musically if we didn't have those well kind of monotonous three tracks there. If we remove those. It looks like we're going right from your switch up of Discipline of Revenge into Infinite Misery. So that might feel a little weird. That Yeah, I, that would feel too weird, I think. All right. Scott. Yeah. Cannibal Corpse. We did it. Cannibal Corpse we kill. We did it. We did it. Is it Throne, Own, Phone, or Grow? Definitely on the high end of Phone. Okay. If I see it out in the wild, like I'm not going to go searching for it. Yeah, good luck. Uh, if, there's, yeah. a, there's a picture disc that's kind of the most mm. abundant one you can find and it is the it is the art with the guy with sores and the okay so the, knife. the inner cover so art. it it is worth it like if i saw it i'd buy it sure but i was able to hunt down a re i think there was a repress of it a couple years ago that okay. isn't a picture disc gotcha i i mean i'm not gonna actively search for it like every day yeah but if I see it, like if I go to Discogs and throw it on my watch list and see a good price pop up, mm-hmm. I'll I'll snag it. I think it's worth it. I think like my top three for sure yeah. are are worth it uh, at a good price. And it's definitely like I'll I'll go back to those three tracks for sure. Solid. I'll take yeah. that. I was expecting a disaster because we've waited so long, but maybe <laughs> maybe the the length we waited helped it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I think maybe putting that Whitechapel record earlier on in our in our episodes that might helped help. it and then i'm gonna say i'm gonna say the loud the loudwire list may have helped a bit I might we're have. getting some different death metal and shit in there and then i'm i'm gonna be honest you wearing me down with acacia strain and then that happened yep. like that that's kind of brought me over to the death metal death core kind of like i was kind of already there a little bit parts of it you were but you Parts weren't like you you weren't strapped into the car like you the door was still open a little bit i could have jumped out. i could have yeah. tucked and rolled yeah uh <laughs> but then i wore i wore you down and you you shut the door the window no, was still open i was gonna say the window is all the way down still i yes. have an escape route yes uh <laughs> but but i'm 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 here for it I, it was good it was a good record i liked it so this was the only thing you were listening to this guy no what is your record of the week um, my record of the week is 10 stories high by the bouncing souls. New record, new work, new record. Yeah. Um, I think I, I think I had mentioned it to you the week we were, it was a new release. I was like, I don't know if this is actually good or if it's just that I've missed these guys so much in my life that I think it's good. Yeah, I do. I do remember you saying that, but it's, it's good. I've, I've listened to it quite a bit since it's been released i really like it and it has made me kind of nostalgic for the bouncing souls i i I was huge into them for a long long time it's not really in line with my favorite records from them Mm -hmm. but it's it's far from being my least favorite from them Mm -hmm. and having having a bad bouncing souls record is better than not having one at all so super stoked to have had that that's usually my attitude towards bands that I like putting out records. It's like, yeah, yeah I'll take some, make it bad. I don't care. At least yeah. you're doing something. I like, At I, least I like giving me band. something. I don't remember how long of a wait it's been since 
their their record previous to this to this one but it's felt really long to me uh and their last like two records maybe three haven't really done a whole lot for me they even have a fun little track about a girl chewing gum okay man i miss i miss songs like that uh so coach coach that girl on one of their previous records was always one of my favorites so getting a a song about a gum chewing girl is fun okay my record of the week yeah is a classic oh it's not a new release classic we talked about this one because it was on the Loudwire list. Sure. I put it as a top five metalcore album of all time. Ah, it I think is, I know what one you're talking about. It is Killswitch Engage, The End of Heartache. It's so good. It's, it's so, so good. Unreal how good yeah. it is. Howard is a treasure. Howard should be given 100%. all the flowers. Yeah. Howard should be drawn on that, that hierarchy of metalcore on one of the bottom corners because I don't think metalcore is anywhere close to where it is today without... Closer to Gage without that record and without Howard Jones. Not only Howard, I think that band doesn't get enough recognition. That's true. You know why? Because they're still performing and putting records out. Even if those records are decent, even if those records are good. I told you that last record they put out was one of my favorites that year. Yeah. Now I can't remember the the title of it, but that track where uh, Howard guessed it on Mm -hmm. blew me away. Mm-hmm. like it's like his voice is so distinctive and crisp and, and just clear. man his his harshes are amazing his cleans are amazing and as you just said i he doesn't get enough respect yeah. as the vocalist that he is yeah it's 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 a sin of the scene it's a scene it, sin it really is i think i think other bands and other vocalists are placed higher than they should be when compared to Killswitch and both vocalists, honestly. I don't I don't go either way on on the other vocalists. I don't care either way. Like I'm not against him, but I'm also not like super for him. But Howard's what did it for me. So yeah. that you know it's hard for me to be super into the other guy, even though if he was the original vocalist. I think his name's Jesse. I believe it's Jesse. Yeah. I, I didn't want to say it either because it didn't sound right. I ke- yeah, I kept tab dancing around it because I'm, I wasn't hundred percent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Jesse. But I'm pretty sure it's Jesse. And if we both are pretty sure it's Jesse, then it, it's most likely yeah, Jesse. I'm not, I wouldn't pull his last name for a million dollars. Jesse Leach. Oh, I maybe could have pulled it. I had it in my head all right scott so we got through cannibal corpse you yeah. gave it a, a strong phone yeah strong phone I, so, i'll i might own it one day like okay. I, uh, well i already told you even my even some of my groans if i saw it somewhere for a cheap price yeah because it has a soft spot in my I heart i was gonna say because from of the show the show mm-hmm. yeah if if i ever see it out anywhere i'll pick it up uh it has a price limit as mm-hmm. far as looking for it though oh yeah Absolutely. But if I but if it surprises me out at a record store, the limit will be raised. <laughs> even even for that picture disc. Because you said a non-picture disc version is harder to come by. At least I'm it like, was. Maybe since that repress, it's not. I mean, I have a couple picture discs that I picked up in my collection. I, I don't I don't prefer them. I hate them. But because non-picture disc versions are harder to come by. If I see it out in the wild, I'll pick it up. All right, so that's all that's left is for you to right. tell me what we're listening to next week. Yeah, well, we're going to play a little game. All right, rock, paper, scissors. I'm going to no, lose again. We're playing pick a letter. All right. Uh, I have a, a range of five letters. Okay. And you're going to pick one of them. So O, P, Q, 
R S. That's your range right there. So it's the actual alphabet. Yeah, it's the alphabet. It's a five-letter range of the alphabet. You get to pick one of those, and one of those letters corresponds to either the album title or the band name. Because I'm going through my head trying to think of bands that we've talked about. That's why I, I shouldn't be doing this. I should. That's kind of why I went with this range of letters because it's hard to pull. I'm gonna go with because it's a weird letter Q. Okay, we're going with the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones record. <laughs> Question the answers. Okay. All right, horns. Here we come. Here we come. Uh, I know we've had we've had a track record, not the brightest with ska, but you did like Abba Ivy. I did. You liked the Goldfinger record. I liked the horns and yeah, and the Goldfinger record. They weren't silly horns. They weren't silly horns. I liked there were horns and something else. What were their horns and something else? That I, I I forget. They were manly horns though, you said. <laughs> yes. I mean there's definitely manly horns and some behemoth records. Right. I th- I think we might have mentioned that in the in that behemoth record, but I can't pull the other one. But I know our 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 history with less than Jake. <laughs> yes. You weren't a fan. Mm-hmm. Not of that record. Not of that record. They were silly horns. Silly horns. So we'll we'll see what this one brings. Okay. Uh this one has a special place in my heart. Okay. I always feel like you're setting me up when you say that shit. Remember the no, fucking no. walking on cars record? I saw I somehow thought it was your family's record. I thought you guys were part of the production. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh no, it's just uh probably oh, you like the Suicide Machines record? Now that I, I think did. about it. Yep. I did. Uh, so I guess we're on the higher end of, of Sky. You you liked more Ska than not. But yeah, we're, we're going to give this one a shot. I just think I was very vocal about the Less Than Jake record. It is what... I think I think that's all it was. <laughs> like I, I automatically think no for you for Ska, but yeah. I think you were just overly vocal about your distaste for it. Yeah, and I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. It disappointed me. Here's I, the thing. It might have been the week. It's a possibility. Like we just talked about with this Cannibal Corpse record. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, you might just not have been open for it that week. So look forward to Revisitation Month, where <laughs> we, we both... go through some of our groans and see if we still hate them. We both take three records a week and go through them and come back and talk. No, that's not happening. No, it's it's definitely not happening. Not until way down the road. And by that, I mean episode 400. Yeah, I look forward for our 20th anniversary <laughs> episode. So Mighty Mighty Boston's question the answers. Next yeah. Week. Yeah. Tune in for that really kind of excited for this record it was it's funny because i had other ones for different letters and then i came up with q and i was like oh as a as a joke i'll pick this one i don't think you'll so and that's and that's one i picked and you went with it so uh it's one that was gonna i mean it it was on the list to give you it just uh i wasn't expecting it but We'll see what happens. Follow us on Twitter at AWALPod. Follow us on Instagram at AWALPod. Send us an email at areyoulisteningpod at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. Like it'll be the show notes. Listen to all the Joyride Media Network podcasts. Scott, thank you for the episode. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. I'm glad we got through it. Cannibal Corpse, done for now. Hey, I'm I'm stoked to have listened to it. For now. I really did like it. I, I will probably not bring you another Cannibal Corpse record, but if we ever draft live records, I have one that's oh. getting drafted. There's a Cannibal okay. Corpse. They're... That- their live album, Live Cannibalism, has a lot of those track callouts on it. That big, you really liked? Big yeah. fan. Big fan. A, a live record draft is something that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Maybe. Listeners, thank you for listening. Always. Are you listening? Are you listening?
It's a sin of the scene. It's a scene sin. Respect to the neck. Uh, hold on. Should we be giving advice on how to steal? I'm going to go listen to Cannibal Corpse. I don't need to listen to Cutlass today. I'm not Neo. Contemptible pieces of human trash litter my life. This one's about shooting blood out of your cock.